Hello, everybody. I'm Tim, and welcome to my podcast, English with Tim, where every Monday you can improve your English vocabulary, grammar, and listening, and also hear my travel stories from around the world. My name is Tim Sexton. I'm a world traveler from the U.S., and I've been teaching English for 17 years. I also speak Russian, Spanish, French, and German. In this first episode, I'm going to talk about grammar. Why do you make mistakes in grammar? I've been asking students that question for 17 years, and I almost always get just two reactions. The first reaction is, why do I keep making the same mistakes? This reaction is bad because it hurts your motivation. If you always get the same less than satisfactory result from learning grammar, then you will want to study less and your progress will stop. The second reaction that I hear is, I just need to study more, then I will make fewer mistakes. This reaction isn't as bad as the last one, but it's also not great. If the way you've been studying doesn't work, you might be right that you just need to do more of the same. But if you're already studying enough, or even a lot, and are not getting the results that you want, then maybe you should try something different. Both of these reactions, the I keep making the same mistake reaction and the I need to study more reaction, forget an important fact, which is that a person's language knowledge is a living organic system. That means it's made up of many different parts that work together and influence each other, sometimes in surprising ways. Some years ago, I worked in an office and got a serious problem with my neck from sitting too much. I massaged my neck, I put lotion on my neck, I put hot and cold and then hot water again on my neck. It changed nothing, my neck still hurt. My neck hurt so much that I had to go to the hospital and get injections. I later went to physical therapy and also learned how to give myself massages when my neck started to hurt again. The interesting thing is that when I massaged my arms, my chest, and my back, my neck felt better much faster than when I just massaged my neck first. Something similar often happens with grammar. We want to fix a grammar problem, so we focus on grammar. But, as you'll hear later, You may need to work on other aspects of language like listening, spelling, and vocabulary first before you start to work on your grammar. Also, you should probably worry less about forgetting. Learning is a cycle, and for almost everyone, forgetting is part of that cycle. This is what the cycle looks like. Learn something, for example, irregular verbs, then understand that you don't know irregular verbs as well as you thought, then learn irregular verbs a second time, but with less effort because you only partly forget. Then sometime later you understand again that you've forgotten part of what you learned, and then you learn it again. And so on, hopefully until you really know the thing that you've learned. So again, forgetting, learning, forgetting. That's the cycle. Now, if we're talking specifically about learning grammar, another point to remember is that when people make mistakes in grammar, this mistake happens at one part of the cycle of learning and forgetting, the part where a learner makes output written text or spoken language. But what about the earlier steps in the cycle, the parts where we get input, text that we read and speech that we hear? Input comes before output, so it's a good idea to ask the question, what role does input play in learning grammar? Let's take a closer look at input. Input. If you want to learn from input, you need to understand the input well. That means you need to understand it in detail. We learn language by understanding it and then copying it. If you miss details of what you read or hear, then you won't be able to copy that input correctly. In other words, you'll make mistakes or you won't know what to say or write at all. So, how well do you understand the English that you read and that you hear? Maybe not as well as you think. 
if you ignore sounds, words, and parts of words that you don't understand, and then construct the meaning out of the parts that you do understand, then you will make mistakes when you need to speak or write. So, you need to start paying attention to more of the small details of speech and text. Now I will talk about seven specific difficulties students often have with input that can lead to problems with grammar when you speak or, uh, or write. While I'm talking about the different problems, think about which ones you have difficulty with. We'll start with the most basic problems people have and move to more complicated ones. The first problem is that students often can't hear the difference between sounds. For example, they can't understand if a person said cat, which says meow, or cut, like cut a piece of meat. Or they can't hear the difference between man, singular, one man, and men, plural, many men. One man, many men. Basically, if you have serious problems with the sounds of English, then you will not understand what people say. This inability to hear the difference between similar sounds also affects people's ability to read. If you can't hear the difference between cat, meow, and cut, knife, that means that the letters A and U have no meaning, and it will be difficult to remember to say or write these words and what they mean. If you don't understand the words that are written in a grammar exercise, then you can't do that exercise. In my experience, students who have problems with several basic sounds of English never reach low intermediate or B1 level English. They stay at level A2, and it's not even a very solid A2. The second problem is similar to the previous one. People don't know how to spell words. In English, one sound can be written in different ways. For example, the U sound, U, is written with two O's in the word cook, but with a letter U in pull. Also, one sound can be written in different ways. The long E sound is written with two E's in feel, with E-A in read, with E-I in receive, and with I in gasoline. A related problem is that English has words that sound the same and have different meanings, but are written differently. For example, there. Some examples. Your phone is over there on the table. Their plane arrives tomorrow at 3 p.m. They're too busy to come to the party. Here's another example of words that sound the same but have different meanings. I don't know who's coming to the party. Here, whose is two words. It's a contraction, a short form of who is. I don't know who is coming to the party. I don't know who's coming to the party. Who is, whose. Second, I don't know whose jacket this is. Here, whose is one word. W-H-O-S-E. In Russian, the translation is chi. In Spanish, it's cuyo. In French, the best translation is aquí or don. And in German, it's wessen. Also, English has letters that are not pronounced. The K at the beginning of knife, the A in the middle of read, or the E at the end of safe. When people don't know how to spell words, they can't read them, which, depending on how serious the problem is, might be worse than grammar problems. The third problem is that students often understand small words badly. For example, can you tell me the difference between she threw the ball to me and she threw the ball at me? When you throw a ball to a person, you want that person to catch the ball in their hands. When you throw a ball at someone, you want the ball to hit the person and to hurt the person. 
This kind of problem happens all the time with the 100 most used words of English, which include many small words like at, like, get, the, by, some, so, and any. All of these words have more than one meaning, and we need to know them. I've actually made a resource that includes the top 100 words of English which all, with all of their most important meanings, and we'll put it up in the internet soon for you to look at. The fourth problem is that you don't understand what a bigger word means. Let's take the word catch as an example. I will give you several sentences with the word catch. While you're listening, think of what catch means each time. Let's start. I'm sorry, I didn't catch what you said. Here, catch means to hear and understand what another person said. 2. The bus won't get to the airport on time. Let's catch a taxi instead. This is an A2 or maybe B1 meaning. Here catch means to go inside of and then travel using a type of transportation that another person is driving. For example, catch a bus, catch a train, catch a plane. Third meaning. I'm a police de detective. My job is to catch criminals. Here catch means to find and arrest a criminal. This is like a B1 meaning. Let's do a couple more difficult meanings. My sister caught me stealing her pizza from the refrigerator. Here, catch means to find or see a person who has broken a rule, especially in the moment that they are breaking the rule. This is more like a B2 meaning. Here's another meaning. Let's bring our catch to the market and sell it while it's still fresh. Here, catch means all of the fish that a person has caught during one trip on a boat. This is more like C2. Here's another meaning. You can borrow my car, but there's one catch. You have to fill it with gas afterwards. Here, catch means a condition in an otherwise attractive offer that makes it less attractive. So, borrowing my car is an attractive offer, but paying money to fill it with gas is a catch. It makes the offer less attractive. This meaning is like a C1, maybe C2 level. One more meaning of catch, the last one. She's so successful and beautiful, she's a real catch. Here, catch means a person whose personality, looks, and position in society make her or him very sexually or romantically attractive. This meaning is more like C2. Now, some of my listeners might say, I understood a lot of those words from context. This might be true, but I told you that we are going to focus on catch specifically, so you knew that you needed to pay attention, and you knew what exactly you were trying to understand. Also, I made the sentences easy. None of these things will be true in real life. Even if you guessed all these meanings from context, you still needed to think more to understand the sentences correctly. You'll feel more confident if you just know the meanings and feel comfortable with them than if you need to guess them all the time. Now, you might also say, I only need the first two or three meanings of catch. This is true if you're happy with your English staying at A2 or B1 level, but if you want to speak and understand advanced English, you need to know all the meanings. So, back to the word catch. Is the word catch special? Is it the only word that has more than one meaning? The answer is no. In fact, most words in English have more than one meaning, and the more of them that you understand, the better. The fifth problem that makes students make mistakes in grammar is you don't understand a part of a word. For example, you read the sentence, she's wearing a red and green striped shirt. You understand the word stripe, 
but you don't understand exactly why the word needs to have the letter D at the end, striped. You don't ask, you guess what the meaning of the letter D is, and you just hope that you're right. The sixth problem is that you understand individual words, but you don't understand their meaning when they're together. For example, you hear the phrase, throw a party, and you're unsure what throw means, or you read the phrase, so far. You understand, or think you understand, so, and you feel sure about far, but what do the two words mean together? The seventh and last problem is that you understand the idea of the sentence, but the construction is strange. For example, you think it's correct to say, I want that you help me, but you see, I want you to help me, and don't understand why. So you expected, I want that you help me, and you read or you heard, I want you to help me. Another example of this same problem is questions. For many students, making questions is one of the hardest parts of learning English. They see or hear questions, sometimes with do or does, sometimes with can or should, sometimes with be, and sometimes without any of these words. You understand from context that someone is asking a question, and you just ignore the order of the words that you read or hear. You tell yourself that words like do and be are trash, but you feel unsure, and you don't know how to fix the problem. So, that's all the problems I will talk about today. Which ones do you have? Tell us about them in the comments section. While you've been listening to me speak, you've probably remembered times when you felt unsure about details of language that you read or heard. To solve these problems, you need to do two things. First, you need to pay close attention to every word and every part of every word that you read and hear. You don't need to do this every time you read or listen, but you do need to do it sometimes. You also need to pay attention to yourself, your own thoughts and feelings when you read English or listen to it. If something inside you says, wait a minute, this is a little strange, I don't know why this phrase or sentence is constructed this way, listen to that voice. Or maybe you don't have that voice, but you still just skip or ignore parts of texts that you don't understand, and you take away only the main idea of the text. If that's what you're doing, you need to look at the parts of the text that you skip. Second, you need to ask questions. Use a good grammar book, or look on YouTube or Google, or join a group on social media where you can discuss your questions. And of course, if you have a teacher, ask her or him. You're probably going to have a lot of questions, so be ready to do a lot of work. And of course, you can ask your questions here on this podcast in the comments section. So, thanks for listening, everybody, to my first episode. Please like, subscribe, comment, and ask questions. In the next episode, I'll talk about some resources that I have developed to help solve some of the seven problems I've talked about. So, thanks again, everybody, for listening to the first episode, and I'll see you next Monday.